Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. I'm your hostess, Audrey Kerger, and today my guest is Dr. Robert Melamed. He has a PhD in molecular biology and biochemistry from the City University of New York. Dr. Bob retired as chairman of the biology department in University of Colorado, Colorado Springs in 2014. He does continue to research cannabinoids, cancer, and DNA repair. He is recognized as a leading authority on therapeutic uses of cannabis and has authored or co-authored dozens of papers on a wide variety of scientific subjects. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Bob. I'm extremely excited to have you on. As am I. So I just wanted to start off our conversation today by letting our listeners know who you are. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your studies, what brought you into the cannabis industry? what you're doing now? Well, in essence, I'm an old hippie who loves science and who for my entire life from early age was very curious as to what life is. And I was brought up where when you asked what God was, my mom's answer was Mother Nature. So that fit nicely with my scientific bent and with my love of biology. And what I've done for decades is to try and integrate a field of physics with biology so that I would understand what underpins life and, in fact, how life emerged and how life evolves. And as a consequence of understanding life, then we can understand imbalances that manifest as aging and illnesses and how the cannabinoid system plugs into that. And for me especially was that I started college at 16, and I also started using cannabis at 16. Um, I'm extremely ADD, and what cannabis did was it allowed me to self-reflect and see that I was an idiot in terms of going to school and not learning. So it, it took me a while to appreciate what I was, the insights that I was gaining, and it wasn't really until I was a senior in college that I began to understand what studying and learning was, and then uh, continued down that path and discovered the work of Nobel laureate Ilya Prigogine, who created a new field of physics known as far from equilibrium thermodynamics, which is about energy flow and the creative nature of energy flow, God, if you will, and how uh, that manifests itself in a chemistry that would suggest life must, uh, must evolve and must occur. So I embraced that, and as he developed his thinking, I thankfully was able to uh, educate myself and weave it together with my knowledge of biology. And the endocannabinoid system, when it was discovered in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, my whole history had been involved with studying free radicals and radiation damage to DNA. So it turns out that metabolically, the foods we eat and process, we generate free radicals. And that's the heart of how cannabinoids work is through their ability to regulate the free radicals that we produce that when they're improperly regulated are responsible for aging and all age-related illnesses. And our cannabinoid system is the solution. So cannabis becomes the solution because of how it can tap into our endocannabinoid system. 
Wow. So you have got an extensive background in many different fields. And I heard that you mentioned the system, the endocannabinoid system. Could you tell us about this system? I know most people don't even understand it, much less have ever heard the word. Well, the tragedy is that the doctors, uh, that's the situation. The, the amazing thing is that with the appearance of vertebrates, that's when the endocannabinoid system formalized in that we had receptors in those early cell types that allowed for a new way for an organism to uh, develop from the embryo. And what it basically did was it enhanced our adaptability, uh, meaning the changes in environment that would otherwise when we're not properly regulating our biochemistry, those changes become stressors that in fact wind up perturbing the harmony of our biochemical flow in such a fashion that they generate more free radicals and hence aging and age-related illnesses, including cancers. So by regulating the underlying flow of energy that manifests itself in life, we can regulate we can redirect that flow into more healthy fashions. And unfortunately, uh, the lack of the scientific establishment understanding the types of things that I'm talking about, as well as the pharmaceutical industry uh, totally uh, following an alternative path than that, which in fact is not consistent with life. So uh, that's part of why I've become... I've returned to my hippie roots as kind of a, a dropout from the professional world uh, because I find that the doctors and the scientists uh, in general have drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak, and they, they live in a box of illusions that does not promote health and costs excessive money and is totally oppressive to the bulk of people. Well, I think I will have to 100% agree with you. And, you know, this is why I do this show, not only to educate myself continually, but to educate the general public, which really needs to happen. And with that education, let's hope that our medical system starts to realize that the patients know more than the physicians. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some specific ailments and maybe what cannabis in the research you have done or read has been able to help. I wanted to start out with something that's pretty common uh, known as candida or SIBO, which, you know, gut issues. A lot of people have gut issues going on. So I really appreciate you sharing about the endocannabinoid system with us and how we're able to start educating people, just normal people, so that we eventually can be smarter than the medical profession. And hopefully they'll get on board and start realizing that the patients know more than the physicians and we can see a change happen. Now, what I'd like to do next is ask you about some specific, you know, ailments that people are suffering with, starting with candida and SIBO. These are gut issues that are going on. How can the endocannabinoid system and cannabinoids help control this issue? All right. So what happens with cells is really everything comes from the basis. The basis is what's going on with the chemistry within the cells. And your gut is a very unique organ in that it's responsible for taking external molecules, the food we eat, and bringing them into us, 
as part of the collection of molecules that constitutes us. There's only two things that can come into a collection of living molecules, energy and mass. Energy is what our nervous system monitors, our sights, our sounds, our smells. And mass is basically the foods we eat unless we're getting, say, bit by a mosquito or inhaling a virus because another entry point is, of course, our lungs because we need to be taking in oxygen. So those are how we communicate with the outside. And whenever there's a change in anything, ultimately it has to manifest itself in a change in the biochemistry. And whenever we change the flow patterns of the biochemistry uh, beyond a certain level, it creates a biochemical disruption that generates excess free radicals. And if we don't do that too much, it's fine, and we buffer it back. But if we have chronic situations, then that becomes chronic inflammation, and that leads ultimately to a variety of problems. In the case of the gut, for example, it leads to uh, an inappropriate barrier, and it leads to the establishment of the wrong colonization so that bacteria that are harmful to us rather than bacteria that learn and that live in harmony with us are the ones that are occupying the, the space that we provide by all the food and blood supplies and everything else. So inflammation then degrades the barrier and inflammation is a consequence of excess free radical production and that in turn modifies how we make energy and there are different things that will feed, for example, candida as a result of the biochemical changes that are occurring as a result of the inflammation. So it turns out that the CB1 receptor regulates our nervous system, hence we get stoned, and uh, our CB2 receptor is regulated uh, also by cannabinoids, but it has a very different function because that's the one that regulates the immune system, as well as anywhere else in the body where there is any kind of pathology. And again, whenever there's pathology, we generate too many free radicals, and what the CB2 receptor does is it shifts the fuel from the highly polluting when, whenever there's a problem, uh, free radical production that's caused by efficient energy production via ATP. And it shifts to a recycling mode where we burn fat and turn on a process known as autophagy, self-eating. And we eat pieces of ourself, but the pieces that we eat are the damaged pieces. So hence, we are turning on recycling. And what I'm saying here is the fundamental problem with our lifestyles in general is that we build too much and pollute too much as a consequence of the things we do without taking time to rebuild the infrastructure that is being damaged as well as the pollution that we leave behind. It's an exact parallel with our social structure. If all we do is build and pollute, then we will wind up killing ourselves. And that's exactly what happens within ourselves. If we use too much energy of the wrong type and, and are out of balance. And what I'm basically saying here is if we eat too many carbohydrates and don't turn on enough recycling, which is what's turned on when we burn fat, then we will promote all age-related illnesses, including diabetes and heart disease and autoimmune disease and all of these things. And these are all fundamentally regulated by our endocannabinoid system 
CB1 regulating nervous system to protect us and CB2 regulating the entire body <coughs> to protect us by turning on fat burning wherever and whenever necessary. Wow. So this is definitely something that people do need to be understanding so that they can, you know, supplement themselves in whatever way is best for them so that they can get these issues under control. Now, we do need to take a short break, but when we come back, we are going to continue our discussion with cannabis expert, Dr. Bob, and more when High Unhealthy returns in just a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo makes its way back to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, April 21st to the 23rd at the Fort Worth Convention Center. Register right now at swccexpo.com slash Texas. Check out over 150 exhibitors showcasing their businesses and the new advances being made in medical and legal cannabis markets. Plus, hear from an all-star lineup of celebrities, former football players, medical professionals, and more. Join thousands of curious cannabis consumers just like you at the 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo, Dallas-Fort Worth. Last-minute registration is open now at swccexpo.com slash Texas. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, and welcome back to High on Healthy. My guest today is Dr. Robert Melamede, who is recognized as a leading authority in the therapeutic uses of cannabinoids and has authored and co-authored dozens of papers on a wide variety of scientific subjects. Now, we were just discussing the endocannabinoid system and inflammation and particularly working within that area of the gut. And now, Dr. Bob, I know you have done some research on this subject. How can cannabis help people suffering from PTSD? I suffer from PTSD, so I, I, I can speak to that with firsthand experience. You see, when, when we are stressed, remember, the cannabinoid system in general is helping to relieve stress. But stress means many different things. Stress ultimately means any change. That's, it's stressing the system because the system has to change. 
And when that occurs in, in kind of an abrupt fashion or a, a very imposing fashion, you say a military or, or a uh, child abuse or anything like that with this severe trauma, that can actually change the biochemistry and it, it can actually change our genetics in the sense that Genetics can be changed on a sequence level or it can be changed in terms of the architecture of the DNA. And different architectures allow for different responses. And stress responses have a different architecture than non-stress, essentially. So what happens is uh, certain circuits become predisposed to firing off these stress responses as a result of continuously utilizing those paths by being in a stressful situation. So what cannabis does is it allows us to help to forget better. You know, if you, if you can't forget, you already have a problem because you have to be able to forget problematic things to the degree, at least that they don't dominate your brain all the time. Otherwise you're totally suffering all the time. And the solution is not uh, pharmaceuticals. The solution is cannabis to help reestablish a biochemical equilibrium that's at the heart of any illness. We need to have equal, a, a dynamic flow-dependent equilibrium that's not uh, institutionalizing these stress circuits and the mental responses that go with them, like lack of sleep and fear and paranoia and anger. All of these represent the defined biochemistry that cannabis inhibits, especially because cannabis can promote neurogeneration, the production of new neurons, as well as remapping so that we can reestablish a different perspective that even if we're still triggered, like in my case, all I have to do is think about children and cancer and the, the parents that I speak with, you hear it coming on right now. This is what happens instantly. But I also know how I can let go of that because of my understanding of the biology of life. And you see now that it's gone and I have a big smile on my face. It's not difficult. It's a matter of training by understanding what life is and how we can deal with things. And cannabis gives us that fluidity in order to accomplish these things. Well, I can definitely understand why we would get choked up dealing with children. Um, this is something that hits close to my heart, and I appreciate you explaining how cannabis can help us, you know, kind of take a deep breath and relax and be able to release those, you know, tougher memories. I know that um, PTSD can be suffered in so many different ways with so many different events, and it's great to hear that we have something that comes from our earth that can really help us be able to alleviate that um, pain. And I we wanted to also... In conjunction, though, with, with a mindset, what I'm proposing is that actually we can turn that energy into something constructive and healthful because rather than blocking it, what we have to do, that energy flow is part of our lives. You see, what happens is when we take stress and negative thinking and create those flow-dependent structures in our mind, what we are doing is, on the one hand, creating a negative response throughout the rest of our body as they modulate how our mind interacts with everything. But they're also actually utilizing some of our life's energy, some of the flow that could keep us further from equilibrium, in other words, making us healthier, uh, 
is diverted into these negative structures that typically, in fact, make us unhealthier. So we have to learn how to free those structures and redirect the energy so that it becomes health-giving rather than health-robbing. That makes perfect sense. Um, I hope that our listeners out there are able to absorb that and really take that to heart because it is all about an energy flow. Now, one particular ailment that I know so many people are suffering with and it for our future, it looks dr- drastically terrible in my opinion. How does affect Parkinson's? Well, Parkinson's, you're having a subset of neurons that are, that are dying. And how do neurons die? Well, they die because our nervous system, our brain in particular, has to generate energy by the efficient but dangerous means, meaning it uses what's called the electron transport system that can make a significant amount of ATP from every molecule of glucose that it processes. So it's very efficient. But if you screw it up at all, either by overeating or by not doing enough things or by having too much stress or any of the things that promote free radicals and inflammation and negativity and aggression, uh, you, you wind up losing opportunity. I forgot what the question originally was, though. Let's go back. How does, can- how does cannabis affect Parkinson's disease? Right, the Parkinson's. Okay, yeah. so... Because of the fact that the nervous system and the brain is utilizing so much of this energy in this efficient way, which is necessary, and and let me take a little diversion. You see, feel your head. It's always hot. Your head utilizes 20% of your body's energy, but it's only 5% of your body weight. So it's a real energy consumer. And even though it's using energy in a very efficient fashion, it's still generating too much heat. So what I certainly believe, and again, the things that I tell you are not mainstream. They're they're all coming from this crazy old hippie here who smoked cannabis for 52 years and is addicted to learning. Uh, And being very ADD, I spread my brain all over the place. It's one big smear. Uh, So what we have to do is we have to be able to prevent inflammation and heat etc. in the brain. And as it evolved to being more and more complex, it was the CB1 receptor that allowed that to happen. Because what the CB1 receptor does is it fine tunes the calcium channels that are involved in triggering activation and energy production. And by fine tuning them, we were able to utilize those pathways more often. So our CB1 specifically protects us when we are burning carbohydrates, which are necessary in the brain because of the complexity of the brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, the brain is definitely a complex organism. <laughs> yeah. So with Parkinson's, you know, there are there are various things that are predisposing uh, an individual's brain, typically toxins. You know, a couple of years ago, a number of years ago now, uh, somebody was making some kind of synthetic opiate and they had a contaminant in the process. And people who used that stuff like developed instant severe Parkinson's because it killed the subset of neurons that are involved in Parkinson's. So cannabis by virtue of two things. Remember, it protects us in the free radical producing mode, 
via the CB1 receptor. But if we still produce too many free radicals within a cell, that will turn on the CB2 receptor and upregulate the CB2 receptor. So that's very important in terms of preventing whatever is creating the cell death, the apoptosis of the specific neurons that are associated with Parkinson's disease. And the, the use of, uh, you know, the various dopaminergic drugs that they use that in turn give the shaking and all of that, cannabis can have a profound effect on all of that. There are a couple of good videos coming out of Israel that show an old guy shaking all over the place and he, he takes a couple of puffs out of his pipe and then he can write his name. I mean, it's profound, the effects that it can have. But again, these illnesses are caused by focused excess free radical production as a result of some chemical imbalance or some genetic predisposition. But certainly stress is very fundamental to these things and biochemically induced stress by toxins uh, in our environment and by the fact that we consume too many carbohydrates all predispose us to all of these types of illnesses. They all have the same underlying etiology, free radicals. It's just that it manifests in different ways in different levels of the system, subcellularly, it manifests as cancers. You know, uh, pancreatically, it, it can be diabetes. But you see, it's they are all echoes of the same underlying truth, having to do with energy, flowing energy, organizing matter, and organizing organized matter having a tendency to produce free radicals in order to maintain the organization. Well, that is um, definitely a scientific explanation, and I will definitely be listening to that again. I think I caught most of what you were saying, <laughs> and um, I really appreciate that detailed explanation because I think the more we continue to learn about this, the more we will understand but we do need to take a short break. And when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Dr. Bob Moore when High Unhealthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? With New Frontier Data, we give industry insiders the power of big data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New Frontier's tools help you make critical decisions based on the facts. Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research engagements deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform, Equio, puts real-time information and answers you need right at your fingertips. Go to www.equio.io and sign up for your free membership today. That's eqio.io to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone, gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little, your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him, think that's the point Download 
and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Thank you for joining me today on High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. This is Audrey, your hostess, and today we are talking with Dr. Bob. He is a recognized leading authority on the therapeutic uses of cannabinoids and has authored and co-authored dozens of papers on a wide variety of scientific um, statements and subjects. So what type of research have you seen around cancer and cannabis? And particularly, I've heard this word apoptosis used around this subject. What can you tell us about all of that? Because there is a lot around it. There's there's really two divisions uh, of thought and action occurring in the world right now. There's the pharmaceutical medical industry, and, and that is about $120 billion a year, and that fails most of the time. And the model basically is to try and block things rather than try to harmonize and redirect things, which would be in line with the natural way of life. Okay, So basically, the pharmaceutical industry uh, is using what I would say are, uh, is an unnatural, unscientific approach to trying to cure cancer. In contrast, because, as I've been explaining, all life is dependent on the flow of energy, if we can redirect the flow that supports cancer cells so that it no longer supports them, then those cells will die. And apoptosis represents a particular form of cell death. Uh, it literally, I think it's a Greek word meaning falling leaves. Uh, because what happens is a, a cell that's undergoing apoptosis dies in a more peaceful fashion than if it just exploded. It's, it's very simple. You see, what happens with apoptosis, the cells form little membrane-bound balls uh, that can then be eaten up by the immune system. Whereas if the cells blow up, all of that flowing harmony that was in the cell, where everything is talking to everything else, is now blown out and talks to all of the other cells in the environment, it's like having everybody in the world on the telephone at one time. You get nothing but gibberish. So that's very inflammatory. And there are all sorts of subsets associated with uh, apoptosis being the peaceful mode versus necrosis being really the explosive mode. And cannabis can promote both of those. It's, it's really very interesting. If you look at some of the uh, presentations that I have online where I show uh, various skin cancers being treated with cannabis uh, in Australia, 
Um, in the one case, the woman has squamous cells, and in the other case, they have the, the basal cell, and they respond very differently. Actually, I have both in the, in the same woman. You can see on her cheek and on her nose at one point where she got rid of basal cell, they literally fall off in, in anywhere from a few days to a few weeks. So they're apoptotic, it's, it's peaceful, and it's easy. In contrast, squamous cell respond differently, and they grow. See, growing is a way of bypassing cell death. Again, if, if too much energy is flowing through the cell and you're generating too many free radicals, the cells have to adjust their pathways so that they don't die. And they take these abnormal pathways that would not be used normally, but because of the cancer cells' inability to harmonize anymore with the rest of the body, it becomes a selfish cell that's just trying to survive on its own by virtue of the energy flow. You see, it no longer has the hierarchical communication with the rest of the big flow-dependent structure, the person. It now has kind of micro, has micro-thinking, selfish thinking. How does it survive the flow that it needs to survive? And one answer is to make fat, Another, that's why we get fat and have diabetes. That's a solution to eating too many carbohydrates and having too much inflammation. Another solution is to make is to burn sugar aerobically, what's known as aerobic glycolysis or the Warburg effect that typifies so many cancers. All of these things ultimately come down to how is the energy flow being manipulated by a cancer cell in order to for that cell to survive. And by turning on fat burning and recycling via the CB2 receptor, uh, that will often force a cancer cell into dying uh, if it can't adjust to shifting from sugar to fat burning. High doses of cannabis turn on fat burning. Well, that is wonderful to hear that this plant is actually turning on the fat burning in our bodies so that our bodies are able able to do what it needs to do internally to help us get the result that we're looking for. Now, earlier you had mentioned children and some of the parents you're talking to. And since we were just talking about cancer, I thought um, this is a great segue into the safety of our children and should they be using cannabis products? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, let's just for a second look at the absolute stupidity that we even are considering this. We give our kids narcotics all the time. We give them toxic drugs. We give them poisonous chemotherapy. And we're concerned about giving them cannabis that has no known lethal dose and where the same activity is found in mother's milk. That, and, and cannabis is profoundly an anti-aging drug that kills cancer and inhibits all age-related illnesses, and we're concerned about giving it to our children? What, are we stupid? I 100% agree. That's a great question. I think that some of us are just very misinformed, and a lot of us are still, you know, kind of in that little rat wheel, spinning on what we were told by somebody who wasn't even taught what they needed to be being taught in school. So with that being said, 
how do we know how to give proper doses to our children? Clearly, I don't think most parents are wanting their children to start smoking marijuana when they're newborns. If that's not even possible, but you know, there's all these products now, these hemp products that have even a very low dose of THC that could be in a liquid form. How do we know what's right for our children so that we can continually build their immune systems with the cannabinoids without getting them intoxicated at such a young age? Well, you know, first of all, what is intoxication? It means in general, we feel better. You know, this whole illusion and absurdity that we have a drug that's called a euphoriant, and then you look up the definition of euphoria, it means you're happy. So what kind of a flawed mentality would say, oh, we have to make this drug illegal because it makes you happy, aside from all the health benefits? <laughs> I mean, this is just total stupidity. But what you have to consider is the following. Getting high is what naturally occurs in all of us. We all have our CB1 receptor activated. It's naturally activated without cannabis, okay? And we make our cannabinoids that activate it further. And how do we make those cannabinoids? We make them out of essential fatty acids. So we have doctors telling us, oh yeah, take fish oil and omega-3 fatty acids. It's good for your heart and it's good for your brain and it's good to prevent inflammation. And, what they, and then uh, the other corner of their mouth, they're saying, yeah, but we don't know enough about cannabis. Well, guess what? Those omega-3s are being made into cannabinoids, and that's why cannabis works, because all it does is mimic your body. Every time anybody on the planet gets hungry, they get hungry because their brain made some pot and they gave themselves the munchies. And when a newborn baby is first born, that mother gives the kid psychoactive cannabinoids. She gets the kid stoned because it just went through the trauma of having its head squished in childbirth, having limited oxygen supplies. All of these things are not healthy unless we can restore the right kind of biochemical flow. And that's what the endocannabinoids do. And if you inhibit them in mouse models, um, the mice die. So uh, clearly the fact that the evolutionarily most advanced collection of, of organisms, the mammals, that led to the primates, that led to man, and what we see is a constant increase in cannabinoid level in the most evolutionarily advanced areas of our brain. And the first thing a mother does is get the kids stoned. Hint, there's something going on here. You know, wake up world, this stuff is good for us. It has always been used by us. And the fact that activating the system has been selected for in mother's milk, not to mention the fact that most humans now, or many humans now can digest milk as adults. That selective process occurred in 4,000 years. Milk must be good for you. And I don't mean skim milk. I don't mean fat-free products. What America has done is we've poisoned our citizens and spread that stupidity around the world with the whole concept of fat-free food. Because if you're only eating carbohydrates, you are not able to go into the fat-burning mode. And what we do is we make fat that clogs our arteries and kills our brains in order to protect us from the free radicals from all the sugar we're eating. Well, talking about health and nutrition, that's where I'm all at. So I completely understand that. I um, talk to a lot of people who are in this industry and 
hearing some of their thoughts on these diets that we're doing, I know personally with the research I've done, it truly does affect us if we are not getting a balanced diet. And fat is a part of that balance. It's our brain food, as you clearly stated. So speaking about food and kind of still staying on the subject of kids, what do you think is currently missing in our schools at any level pertaining to this cannabis education and endocannabinoid education? Um, just kind of in that arena, what do you think that we should be doing for our youth? Well, start by telling the truth. And my kids go to a nice fancy little school and they just had cannabis education bullshit and uh, they know to speak up and they do speak up. (laughs) And I walk around with a pot leaf t-shirt all the time. So, uh, you know, we need to educate starting in the early ages and not take advantage of the lies and the bullshit that's fed at the various state level and national level, you know, drug education uh, awareness crap that they peddle out there. Cannabis is fundamental to the health of humanity. And all of this crap that has been fed has done nothing but harm people and continues to do so. People are waking up. You know, the net, thankfully, allows people to be educated and to think differently, even if they're getting miseducation, at least it's stretching their brains. And what we have in the world right now is a big experiment that's going on. The people who are going to use natural cannabis products on a state level versus the the cannabis deficient, uptight, angry people who will continue to be deceived by the pharmaceutical industry as to what health means. And we will all, we're already seeing the consequences of that bifurcation of the population epidemiologically. Cannabis users have lower levels of diabetes. They have thinner waists. They use less narcotics. They use less alcohol on and on and on. These things will continue to manifest over the next few years to the point that before Trump leaves office, there's going to be a big change because he's not going to want to and nobody else is going to continue to support a system, a failed medical system based on fake science and fake interpretations, fake pharmaceuticals. That's what they're doing. They suck the money out of humanity into this nonsense. I feel you. Um, I can tell you just from my own personal experiences of why I'm here is because of, you know, this medical industry. And I don't think that the doctors are wrong or going into it with a bad heart. I think that they're just indoctrinated and they don't know anything differently. I can honestly say that probably 99% of doctors did not get into it for the money. They got into it because they wanted to help people. They're just being taught completely bad. Like we are updated. We do have current things over the last 40 years. Our science has changed and they're just not being taught that they're still learning things from the 1960s and fifties. So hopefully with all the things that we have, like these radio shows and the internet and video blogs, people will start to wake up and hear what real science is. So I've got a couple more questions for you. One of them is when comparing high CBD to high THC content and supplementation or medication, what have you seen helping just an average person? Well, I think that I, I like THC and CBD. Okay. I, I definitely consume a lot of oil. I'm an old fart with all sorts of age-related genetic predispositions to inflammatory evil. 
<laughs> and it definitely uh, keeps me younger than I would otherwise be at 69 years old, uh, in conjunction with the right thinking, et cetera, et cetera. So CBD, I think everybody should be taking a, a full plant extract. Um, there's one in particular that I like that comes out of Colorado that, that I'm pushing, so to speak, um, because it seems to be so good. And that comes from Josh Raderman. I don't know the company name. But anyway, um, that alone, you can feel it. You actually feel yourself feeling better when you first start taking it. You get used to it, just like getting stoned, sort of. But this is all low CBD legal stuff. So uh, it has a place just in terms of that. It, ten, it, it does promote fat burning, not via the CB2 receptor. It, it's involved with other channels, but it has that net effect. Uh, it, I, for me, I have had heart arrhythmia, and I believe at this point that the CBD is definitely uh, helping prevent the arrhythmia that I get even with the pharmaceutical that I do take. Uh, that fails frequently and that I uh, deal with in my own way via exercise and, and CBD and cannabinoids and nutrition in general. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot going on. And unfortunately, our doctors are not educated not only about cannabis nor nutrition. Uh, my friend David Allen did a study a, a couple of years ago. 13% of the medical schools in America mentioned the word endocannabinoid. That's the extent of the education. You know, and they get maybe two hours in there or a day at the most teaching them about nutrition. And it's all from the standard pharmaceutical interpretation of reality, which is insane from my perspective. I agree. I actually have some friends who are in medical school right now. And anytime I try to approach them about doing external education on the endocannabinoid system, they just shut me down. So it's um, definitely something that they're being drilled very hard to not see anything else except for their chemistry classes. Um, and that's really what I think doctors are right now. They're chemists. And well, not even that. No, they're, they're, they're accountants and, and rule followers. That is a true statement as well. Um, so I've really enjoyed our conversation today. And I wanted to ask, how can our listeners follow you and keep up with your work and your events? Well, I've got a ton of stuff on YouTube. I've got over 90... YouTubes that describe the science that I've, how I view the world, including cancer and HIV and everything. We, we completely control HIV, you know, with, with cannabis. It's ludicrous. Uh, I started a public company, Cannabis Science. They've not done anything. I'm not associated with them anymore, but I think that they are going to do something. I certainly hope and pray because, you know, we could really turn Africa around and, and I think that they're going to be doing something with that, I hope. Um, because I know the, the CEO, the founding partner with me, uh, Raymond Dabney, is supposed to be speaking at Harvard uh, at the end of this month. But I, I can't say that I, I've seen them ever do anything. So I remain, I remain hopeful. <laughs> it's the best I can say. But we can completely control HIV with very high doses of cannabis because these viruses are dependent on the sugar-burning pathways. And when they do not have them available, they cannot do their thing. And uh, I have one friend, he went from millions of viruses down to undetectable, uh, immune cells popped back up, and he's been on cannabis with no other antiretrovirals for, I think, six or seven years now, and uh, is completely healthy, including uh, controlling kaposis. Uh, 
So with that, with that um, particular gentleman, is he doing a regimen of the oil plus the smoking no, to get a, all the cannabis? He eats a gram a day at least. But if he goes overseas uh, because he's involved in the HIV scientific community and he doesn't take his medicine, he comes back with kaposis and then he has to take really high doses again and topically put it on and then they all fall off and he's good again until the next time he doesn't take it. It's wow. Crazy. That's it's absolutely crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. Well, is the um, number one cancer in Africa and they don't treat it. People just die horrible, painful deaths. All they need to do in Africa is grow a couple of million pounds of cannabis and the entire continent will be changed. And we're working on getting that happen. Maybe, maybe we should just get small aircraft and just start throwing seeds out the window of hemp or something. <laughs> it's that all is- happening all around the world. The cannabis awakening is spreading and it can no longer be stopped because it's all based on truth. Exactly. And I'm very excited to be a part of this awakening. Um, And I'm sure you have been doing this for years and years, and you are just probably ecstatic to see that happening. Now, you mentioned your YouTube channel. Um, Is it just Dr. Bob Melamede? How can viewers find you? Dr. Bob Melamede and Cannabis. If you Google me and then look on the videos, you'll get hundreds of them because people have redone these videos. But if, if you go to YouTube, the ones that I've done in the past two years, I think, have very seminal science that explains can- cancer and its relationship with cannabis and diet and chemotherapy and all of those things uh, are out there. There's ones on diabetes as well. So you got to look, but there's a ton of them out there. Well, I really appreciate your time. We have learned so much. We have to wrap it up, but to continue this. Dis- as well. Oh, yeah. Go for it, Dr. Bob. I'm over. I'm over friended on Facebook. So what you got to do is become uh, become a follower or something. I don't understand it, but I can't make any more friends. I got a thousand oh. waiting uh, beyond the 5000 limits and I don't know how to redirect them someplace. But people can become Well, when we take a break, when we end this, Dr. Bob, I will tell you exactly how to do that so you can have unlimited followers and the biggest audience that wants to follow you. Yes. Okay. And then I have another web page, Dr. Robert Melamede, but that I've switched that around. I don't know how, what it is called right now. There's actually a few of them out there because I had one where I tried to raise money for Shona Banda, you know, are you familiar with her and her story? I am not. Oh, you should know this story. She she's had term, had terminal Crohn's disease when she found out that cannabis oil uh, saved her life, and subsequently wrote a book, "Live Free or Die," and moved to Colorado and was healthy, and then had to go back to Kansas and got arrested, and is now facing thirty years in jail. They tried to take her children away because she they were ex- being exposed to her life saving cannabis. I mean, just total insanity. So. Uh, we won the case last summer for her children, and uh, we have the case coming up right now. I just testified the other week on on uh, electronically uh, in order to qualify as an expert witness. And this is going to be a major happening here because you have a right to save your own life. Anybody who thinks otherwise, they belong in jail. Well, we all know exactly what our government, who is definitely holding hands with Big Pharma, wants to do to our country. And um, we won't even get into that. (laughs) But 
As I said, we do have to wrap it up. And to continue this discussion, visit a6wellness.com, download episodes by going to cannabisradio.com, or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the show on social media by searching A6 Wellness. We can't forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest, Dr. Bob. It was wonderful and amazing chatting with you and learning so much today. And lastly, thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then... Awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, action, A6 Wellness. opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.